to the whole GD show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my Vernal co-host, Eleanor. <laughs> Eleanor, hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff. That sounds dirty. Yeah. Like. It's the Vernal Solstice. No, Equinox. Uh, yes. Yeah, because okay. summer solstice. Alliteration. Summer right. Solstice. And then, yeah. Yeah, Vernal, spring. This one was hard for me. Um, I mean, we're still in the midst of spring currently. It's not a great yeah. one, but, no. you know. Lots of rain here. Lots of rain, lots of staying inside anyway. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't go out if you want to. To timestamp this, we are in the middle of coronavirus. Yeah. coronavirus. <laughs> quarantine will, hopefully by the time this episode is released it'll be all over <laughs> who knows yeah man um, it'd be great if it's like hey by the time this comes out we're done with this but that's yeah. unlikely i don't know by the rate the backlog is it might be likely <laughs> oh, <okay. Hopefully. laughs> yes um yeah was this one easy for you i guess uh, you suggested it yeah, I mean, I Kinda. this is our the fourth seasonal one that, yeah, rounds it that, out. that we're doing. Um, maybe we'll go back to them at some point, but I don't know. I I kind of I, there are clear to me at least clear associations with spring. What do you think? Mm. Um, I guess I kind of see it as new beginnings, uh-huh. but I don't know. I didn't go for any of that anyway. Okay, <laughs> Just fair. Went, uh, maybe ooh, I could tie one back into it. Uh, but yeah, new beginnings, the fresh start, uh, emerge from the winter cabin, cocoon, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, I think I always tie like, oh, some type of romantic element to, to season. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, it's just the blooming of feelings and blooming of relationships and whatnot. It's an important thing in like a lot of anime. It's a very popular anime trope where it's like, oh, spring is sprung, and yeah. you know, cherry blossoms. Are cherry flying. blossoms, yeah. sure. Yes. A lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I thought of a lot of animes. I was like, oh no, we talked about that in anime. Maybe <laughs> watched that anime already. Like, yeah, the yeah. Uh, specifically the um, the violin one. Oh, Lion uh, April. Lion April. Yeah. yeah. A lot of weird mouth stuff. Yes, yeah, Joker smile. Joker smile. I was rewatching that because, like, some of those performances are really good. Like the their duet that they finally do, where they're like, "Oh, they're two soloists." No, yeah, I don't think I got that far. But um, it was. I did like the music playing part. Yeah. The Kreitzer. I think that's what the one she plays is on the uh, violin. It's Beethoven. Uh, I could. Oh yeah, but she goes off. Yeah. Off script. I remember. I just edited that episode. I'm pretty sure. No. That's why I remember. That's the only reason it's so fresh in my mind. Well, that one's actually. It literally takes place in April. It's called Your Lie in April. Yeah. I don't know if it's the Japanese April though. Are they? Are their seasons reversed, or is that the Southern Hemisphere? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the same. Yeah, because so. England has wintry Christmas. It's the yeah. southern hemisphere that has summery Christmas. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. 
Yes. It makes perfect sense. Science. You heard yeah. it here. Mm. Well, how about it? Do you have a movie that reminds you of spring? Uh, yes. Well, it's another anime, actually. Oh. Um, I don't know if you've seen this one, though. Uh, the new... Oh, I pulled his with name you? up. There you go. I pulled the guy's name up. Uh, Mak Makoto Shinkai film. He did Your Name, and then uh, he did... Newest one this year, I think maybe 2019, was Weathering with You, huh. and I, I finally saw it. I had to go to like an independent theater an hour away that was playing it, and it wasn't worth the wait, unfortunately. Oh. But it is. Uh, do you know what it's about? I've seen a trailer for it, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, uh, it's about a girl who can. There's like. Uh, rain girls and sun girls that are born and they kind of don't know that they're a rain girl or sun girl it's just kind of like astrology i guess um but there it's a really rainy spring in tokyo maybe even summer i hope it's the spring uh, i should have looked that up um but it, yeah it's really rainy and they say it's because there are more rain girls born this year or in a certain time period then Sun Girls, and then um, I don't know any of the characters' names, but the the boy protagonist ends up meeting uh, this girl who's a Sun Girl, and she like actually can control the weather and stuff, and she can make the rain go away. And he's a like a an a editor or a writer for a small newspaper that this guy kind of takes him in because he takes him off the street. And he's writing about her, and he's trying to market her, and they, like, make money by praying the, the rain away. It's... But it, uh, your name was just so good, <laughs> I think so. Hard to live up to that one. The animation is really good, like, up to your name bar. Um, I just didn't like the plot as much. Wasn't as gauged, engaged with the characters. Did they have the kind of, like, the kind of montage like, musical stuff that they had in the your yeah. name, where they had all the music. Yeah, like, she's praying away the rain and stuff for different people. Yeah, there was a lot. It, I think uh, Makoto Shinkai relies heavily on the montage, I think. Yeah. At least so far. I haven't I have his filmography up. Have I seen anything else from him? I don't know. He's from Beko. He's been going a while. The Garden of Words, Someone's Gaze. Have you seen any of those? I've seen parts of uh, Garden of Words. That's got okay. a lot of musical stuff to it, too. Uh, okay, yeah. I might have that on my Netflix queue, actually. Um, yeah, I was thinking of having us watch that one at some point. I haven't seen it, the whole thing, anyway. Cool. Yeah. But, yeah, and, and there's a lot of weather stuff. There's a lot of rain. Reminds me a lot of the spring. It goes in some crazy places. It's very character relationship heavy. Huh. Yeah. It sounds interesting. Yeah, I would give it a watch. I just wouldn't drive an hour to see it. <laughs> I almost saw it when I was on vacation, too, in Florida, because it's like, you know, it's an anime. It's hard to find. It's playing like once a week, maybe, wherever it is. Did you watch the uh, subbed version or the. English dub. Oh, uh, it was subs. And they do have a dub version. I know Alison Brie is in the dubbed version. Yeah. 
There are some fun characters, though. Let's see. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it gets kind of depressing. It gets kind of it goes kind of in weird places. So it's a lot about homeless kids and stuff. Yeah. Huh. It's not. I think it tries to be uplifting at some points. So it's not super uplifting. Did I just you, didn't it didn't connect with me so much. Did you like it better than Mirai? Like one of the last ones we watched? Or yeah, I did like it better than that. I think. Yeah. 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 The characters weren't the Mirai characters were pretty annoying. As yeah, I remember. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's but tough yeah. when it focuses on like a baby. Yeah. Yeah, and then a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did you have? Did you have an anime? I did not. I had two older movies. I had Coming to America, New Beginnings, I've seen it. You know that. Yep. and The Sandlot. Oh, that's a good one. It's baseball. Yeah. Yep. Baseball. I think that's. It's probably summer. Right? It, I think it is, yeah, because yeah. at the pool. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, you just kind of get the same vibes of you know being out in the out in the nice weather and playing games with your friends and you know growing up and getting into shenanigans and whatnot. Yes. Oh, shenanigans! Have you ever seen The Sandlot Two? Mm, I don't think so. It gets uh, pretty much the exact same thing, but mm. with uh, a girl, like, right? Yeah, and I think a like a prototype space shuttle instead of a, a baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. not as good. Yeah. I mean I feel like that happens sometimes where they make a sequel to a thing where you're like, Why did they do this? Or like you're like, Oh, bad news bears two, lost in China or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I always wonder about like um when did the Sandlot take place? It doesn't because the movie came out in the nineties, but it takes place like in the eighties, I guess. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I mean, because it took place in like the seventies, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm not really sure because it's like it's not really heavy on TV because I feel like if it was based in the nineties, everyone would just be like inside watching TV. Yeah, um, I'm but wondering now. Seventies sounds good. Uh, 62, actually. Tell the oh, story of okay. a group of young baseball players during the summer of 62. Yeah, because I always... Well, that's kind of my point, is that I always... That seems off, too. Like, that doesn't I, seem correct. I, well, I think maybe that's why the baseball was worth so much, because... I don't know. Because it's older. Yes. Well, it'd be, it'd be younger if it was in the 60s. Right. But plot in the summer of 1962. So... Right. I mean, uh, But I always found it weird, like, uh kids movies that take place like in a different time frame when it kind of doesn't really matter though yeah yes like yeah um like as if i don't know what time does little giants take place i'm pretty sure it takes place in the present day in the 90s but it could take place in the 70s i don't know yeah that's a bad example because it doesn't take place in the past. But like, yeah, what about the just Goonies kinda... or something? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's a good example. I hope it's a good example. Does it take place before the eighties? That movie. It could. Or like, yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, kids' movies where they have a different time period, where it's like kind of a period piece, but it doesn't really matter. I don't know where I'm going with it. Yeah, I I, I get your 
your point where it's just like it seems like it didn't need to take place in the 60s probably. right but if it's in the 90s that does seem like too late also because you know i don't think it's hard to say whether they'd be doing the same activities you know what i mean like in the 90s right, right. but the 90s are a huge leap from like, probably even the 80s yeah for the 80s they probably would have been doing that in the 90s it's like they would have been inside watching tv yeah, or like yeah, in the 80s, they would have been in an arcade. Yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. And they would have lost. What could get lost in the arcade? I don't know. The basketball <laughs> got in the, the shootout game, got stuck on above the net. Huh. That's it. <laughs> I just pitched it. That's the new Sandlot. That's the Sandlot 3. Huh. Basketball in the arcade. And uh, you've never seen Coming to America? No. And there's going to be a new one soon with um, Wesley Snipes, I guess. Right. But, yeah, I know you said you're not a huge Eddie Murphy fan. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of Eddie Murphy. I think uh, the most Eddie Murphy films I've just seen are probably Shrek films. Okay. And he's, you know, supporting cast in that, I would say. Yeah, I've seen... Flubber? Seen... No, wait, no, that was Robin Williams. Nutty <laughs> Professor? Yes, I have seen Nutty Professor 1 and 2. Same. Um, that's probably, yeah, like the most exposure is probably his worst stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, that, the 80s were clinch kind of era where he's just like, you know, Beverly Hills Cop or, you know, whatever. Coming to America was like one of his classic comedies. Same with um, Trading Places with uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. I mean, he does play my favorite disney character mushu the oh, dragon sure. so i do have to give him some respect for that yeah i mean it, it does seem like it's from a different time like it, i'm sure you're aware of his uh his stand-up albums where he's wearing the bright like red leather suit and the purple leather suit in two different specials yeah yeah i don't know yeah, like you said, but what what's spring like about coming to America? Oh, it's a it's a new beginning. He's starting over yeah. again. He uh, ditches his uh, arranged wedding because he's a prince of Zamunda, and I, a lot of this country. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of the stuff in that film would be considered problematic. <laughs> yeah, where it's like it's Eddie Murphy's like we are from Zamunda, and it's all this kind of very over-the-top kind of African accents. Um, James L. Jones plays his dad. The Kingdom of nice. Zimbabwe. Um, Arsenio Hall is in there as his, like, kind of guard and friend. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I've never seen it. But I'm sure... I think you said you were going to make me watch it, maybe. Probably at some point, yeah. Like, I think that holds up maybe better than like i'm not a huge beverly hills cop fan i think it's all okay. right but it's not great that was my next question yeah and also never seen it yeah it's okay but it in i don't know it's probably i know a lot of people like it but it's just not really my deal you have a tv show uh yeah well Yes, I did. I have a specific episode because I really, all I could think of was like Home and Garden <laughs> TV shows, but 
Uh, we've talked about King of the Hill before. Can you think of a very spring-like episode of King of the Hill? Um, spring-like episode. Mind. I mean, um, I think of the probably the last one where they're like grilling. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, do you remember the one where Bobby quits the football team and he or quits being the towel boy and he goes into another competition and it's the rose growing competition? Oh, sure, I remember that one. Yeah, uh, it's called uh, The Sun Also Roses. And... Yeah, Wabi Sabi. I remember that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's just a good, nice episode about Bobby and Hank really supporting him because he's like, well, he's got a hobby. Bobby's got a hobby. And he's doing something productive. And yeah, he's... Uh, Michael Clark Duncan is in it and he's like, plays this big guy who's super into like the the roast competition he hates weekend gardeners or whatever he calls them and he does it for real but it's just a nice episode um all about planting flowers that's really the only thing that really drove me to it just kept coming to mind yeah any of those the bobby episodes uh where he's like trying to cultivate some type of skill like there's one with the ventriloquist dummy and, yeah, or the the dog dancing. Dog dancing, uh, Dungeons and Dragons one, I think, or Magic, I think is the thing. Oh yeah, I remember Magic. Where yeah. it's always him at odds with his father being like, see, he's not gay, or whatever, like that being his whole deal. Yeah. And those are yeah Hank was really supportive in this one. Um, and uh, yeah, so Michael Clark, the two guest stars, Michael Clark Duncan and Betty White were in it, and huh. one of them is dead now, and it's not the one you would think it would be. Yeah. yeah. It should have been Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's a saint. She's... Yeah, she's not hurting anybody. Yeah. But I'd rather have her. She's old, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we've had she should our be time with Betty White. <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan had, yeah. hadn't clocked as much time as Betty White had. True. Did he have... He probably had heart issues just because he was just a massive dude. Yeah, I think his heart just couldn't do the work. I don't know. Yeah. Or Omarosa killed him. That was his wife. Oh. oh it's possible, she was a very mean lady from The Apprentice. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of mean people in that show, probably. No, she was, like, the word. I remember her. She was very bad. I didn't watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're living it now. That's true. Yeah. Did you, what'd you have for a TV show? I had a Netflix show. It's an anime called Violet Evergarden. Is it for this? No, I haven't. It is about a former soldier, uh, in a, I guess, a fake war, some fake anime war, who loses both of her arms in the war. And she tries to, she's been trained uh, up from a child to be a soldier, and she doesn't really know any other way of life. Um, and she become after the war, she becomes a letter writer. In this world, they have these things called dolls, which are the people that you would tell them what you want written in your letter and they try to convey out the feelings that you want to put into the letters. So it's this soldier kind of creating this new life for herself after the war. 
trying to figure out her own feelings and train herself from becoming like more than a tool of war. It's pretty good. So she takes on a job like um, Joaquin Phoenix and her? Uh, yeah, it's very similar. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. Is it new? It's a few years old, um, but it's really good animation. There's a lot of like right. battle scenes also. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, it's really good. I, it was one of the ones I was going to recommend to you at some point. So. Is it like fantasy war or like war war? It's like a war war. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It looks like, like a World War Two kind of war-ish. Right. Is it steampunky, like Zeppelins and stuff? A little or? bit, because she has, like, metal arms to replace her arms. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. To replace okay. the arms she lost. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Especially if there's Zeppelins. Are there Zeppelins? Uh, are there Zeppelins? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think so. Oh. But there are stuff like, I don't know, it, it does have like a lot of like kind of mechanical aspects to it, I guess. Neat. Like it's low tech kind of stuff. Like it, I don't know, uh, like it's all, all the typings done on these kind of like typewriters that are very mechanical. And it looks cool. like something out of Pride and Prejudice or something. Okay. Huh, interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see that. Yeah. Uh, do you have a bit of music? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a little ditty by a, a band you might heard of called The Beatles. And the song is Here Comes the Sun. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Here comes the song, and I say it's all right. That's just a nice song. Hmm. <laughs> I agree. It is a very nice, positive song. Do you like yeah. this song, um, Seasons in the Sun? Yeah, that one. Uh, no, I don't know that one. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the okay, sun. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, about suicide. I mean... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's about somebody um, trying to convince somebody else not to commit suicide. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. I learned that recently. Did I bring it up? <laughs> I need to share that knowledge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not... I hope that ends nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, I didn't have... Too much to say about Here Comes the Sun, I guess. We haven't talked about a lot of Beatles, though, I think. It came up on another... Yeah, we did it on another one where you're like, you like the Beatles? (laughs) Did I I say that? Yeah. Yeah, because I think I brought them up as, like, something I enjoy, and you're like... I think I sang a song by them, and you're like, oh, is that The Who? You said that as a joke. (laughs) Okay. And I was like, no, Mm. it's the Beatles. Then we talked but yeah, I, I like them. Um, I their catalog. It, I feel like I treat their catalog like a Radiohead catalog. Where some of their eras, I'm like, no thanks. Yeah, yeah, yes, agree. I am the same way. Uh, some of the albums are just 
I don't know. I mean, that's and they had such a long span in career that blah blah. I'm sure everyone's heard about the Beatles, but yeah, they just experimented a lot and had a lot of different periods. Yeah, not a huge fan of like the early early stuff, like you know, uh, the Hard Days Night era. Okay. Yeah, Love Me Do. I like that stuff. I I mean, I don't hate Hard Days Night. I just uh, I like the more psychedelic stuff. I was going to say the other way, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I like the stuff that's a little bit more traditional. And some of the psychedelic stuff I like, but it, it really, like, Yellow Submarine, I'm like, we don't need this stuff. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, and Octopus's Garden. Like, I'm not, they're silly, fun songs. Some, I like the experimental, like, guitar, prog rock sure. stuff. George Harrison. But, like, yeah. Yesterday is a great song, and Love Me Do. Mm-hmm. Uh, she loves you or whatever. Yeah. Ticket to ride. Yep. All you need is love. Yeah. So many people say it though. It's just... But yeah, I mean that was mine. I just had the one song. I also picked have just singular one song. things. Oh. What did you have? Uh mine is by composer. Uh it's Edvard Grieg. Uh, who also wrote, I think he wrote in the Hall of the Mountain King. Do you know that one? This The one I chose is called Morning Mood. Um, and you would recognize it if you heard it. It's kind of used in a lot of like classic um, like Warner Brothers cartoons, like Bugs Bunny, where it's like, it sounds like usually your eyes do the sounds of like birds chirping it's very kind of spring oriented where it's like okay yeah yeah yes that one exactly yeah what you're talking about yeah that's the one i was like i didn't know the name of it before i looked it up i was like that one's perfect but i just don't know what it's called yeah it's probably like um Whatever, out of its copyright cycle. That's why they use it in all the cartoons or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I think I associate it with, like, Bugs Bunny, like, getting out of, like, yeah. a, a hidey hole or whatever. Yeah, or some, yeah, a mother bird bringing a worm to its chicks in a nest mm-hmm. while some character opens the window to look outside. That's right. Classic Warner Bros. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I mean, I know we grew up in that. That is, it's a weird thing that that is kind of like before our time, but we're so familiar with it. Because it seems like, I don't oh, know, yeah, like it was so long ago. Syndicated TV. Yeah. Also, yeah, we just played it over and over again on Nickelodeon. I remember Looney Tunes being on Nickelodeon all the time. Oh, yeah. Is that still a thing? I know, you, does your son watch any of that type of stuff? His... Is what still a thing? Uh, Looney Tunes. Like, is it still on, just on, like, network? Mm, maybe on, like, Boomerang. I don't oh, know, okay. even know if I get that channel anymore, but probably on Boomerang, I would assume. It's the Cartoon Network, like, classic channel. Right, yeah, I remember that. They had, like, Johnny Bravo. Yeah, Scooby-Doo. 
Sometimes yeah, they even have like, yeah, they have like '90s stuff on there now too. Maybe even early 2000s. Jabba Jaw. That was a weird like shark talking shark. Yeah, Hanna Barbera. It was the Hanna Barbera dumping ground kind uh, of. Did you have any favorite uh, things from Looney Tunes that era? Um, favorite characters. Favorite characters, I probably liked the very racist Speedy Gonzalez. Sure. <laughs> uh, I liked Tiny Tunes a lot because that was the nineties. Yeah. Was like yeah, the Looney Tunes are teaching a school, you know, like next generation. Here we go. Right. Uh, is there an anime where the teachers <laughs> come back or the students come back as teachers? Probably. Um, some other famous show reference, but yeah. Did you like um, Animaniacs? Yes, yeah, at the time. That I, I found like, in the brain. Oh, sure, that. Uh, I liked in the Animaniacs. They had super educational ones that were like they had like the state song and they had like the president's song. Like where yeah. they just like have a song for the or the um, Columbus song and the um, uh, the hell is his name? The guy who sailed around the world. Ferdinand Magellan. Uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, guys okay, so around the world. Yeah, yeah, I like the a lot of the the music stuff. They 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 used to do that a lot. Maybe they still do in cartoons. There might be yeah. certain ones. I don't know. I don't know. There's a weird educational aspect to it, but they would still like a fun song. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were rebooting it. Maybe they did do, like, one special or something. I thought it was coming back. I mean, like, Looney Tunes has kind of had, like, they had back in action or whatever it was, but I haven't seen um, Animaniacs online. Yeah. yeah, I thought I heard something, but who knows. Invader Zim had a thing a while back. Oh, I've watched it many times. <laughs> yeah. Big Conan Vasquez fan. Oh, yeah, I loved Invader Zim. It was like my favorite, and I thought it ended too soon. But then the special was like, oh wow, they finally like gave him a budget, and like it looks. Some people didn't like the new style of it, but I don't know. I think it was the style. He always had this weird, like off-putting style. Which... Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever read Johnny the Homicidal Maniac? No, no. That was his comic book that he wrote before uh, Invader Zim. Right, yeah. Yeah, I never got into that. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I'd seen much else from him besides Zim. Do you have a book? Barely. Yes. I think maybe we even used this on a different episode. Uh, I had. The Very Hungry Caterpillar. <laughs> it's yeah, all about new beginnings, you know. Yeah. I don't know if caterpillars are more associated with the fall, though. But, you I know. Mean, I feel like apples. Well, I guess it's a fall thing. Yeah, I mean, bugs come out in the spring, yeah. and sometimes it's caterpillars. And caterpillars, as we all know, metamorphosis and, you know, new beginnings and change into a butterfly. And that's, very hungry. I never read that one actually. I never had it as a kid, but I've read it to my kid since. But, um, yeah. 
there's something kind of weirdly comforting about those old, like, kind of flip books, like Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See, or whatever. Or, um, yeah. Are You My Mother? Yeah. I liked, um, was, I used to have a book, One Green Frog. I liked, I was just so, and it was, like you said, it was comforting, and even, like, books as objects were comforting, because it was, like, this big bored like spiral book and I just liked the feel of it in my hands and it had kind of holes in some of the pages and uh -huh. I, I don't know kind of like a security blanket type thing because yeah. I associate it going to bed with it but that was another good one too one green frog it's got a lot of bugs and <laughs> springtime animals in it but yeah I don't know I found and I even like googled spring themed books and it was all kids books that's all I could sure. find um, yeah I couldn't really uh, yeah, yeah I, I have time for felt bad on mine because I haven't read the books that I picked <laughs> what'd you do uh, I picked uh, I have some awareness of it but I've never actually read it Pride and Prejudice Oh, yeah. Not Pride it? and Prejudice and Zombies, though? No. No. Uh, no, I've never read it. I know it's, like, about the blooming romance between, like, this kind of, like, foppish... Is it Mr... Mr. Cavendish? Is that his name? Oh, I have <laughs> I no know. idea. Yeah. I want to call him Mr. Hawthorne, but I'm like, that's not anything. But I, yeah. I don't know. It's something that I kind of only know as a reference of this very kind of good love story that also has to do with like kind of proto feminist thought process um i don't know i i should read it at some point but i don't know. I, I felt guilty not having like books to associate with spring <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah it was a hard one uh, the only other one i kept thinking of was this the one that i barely read for a report once um uh, I can't barely. I was where the lilies bloom. Maybe I don't know what it's about. It's about I just know on the cover it had a cabin and some lilies blooming. Uh, yeah, spring was hard. Yeah, and I was looking up lists on mine. It was like yeah, kids books, and it were like here are the new books this spring. Like those yes, were like yeah. titles that came up, or like yeah. books with spring in the title. It was like Spring Hill Jack. Like that's a book that has spring in it. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Oh, too hard. Uh, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just get it done with it. Um. Uh, springs. Uh, in video games, first thing that came to mind was Sonic <laughs> Springs. Yeah. Just like Spring Hill Zone, Spring Casino, Spring Zone, whatever, and just bouncing off springs. But um. Also, there's a couple, like, these chill games where you do nothing, kind of. Uh, the f Flower? Is that the name of the game? Is it just oh, called yeah. Flower? Yeah, I know Flower. And you're yeah. just, like, a flower petal floating around in the wind, and I think you gather up other petals, but it's really just about, like, floating and chilling out outside. And yeah, then there's a much. very... I gotta look this one up. Um, probably will you do yours, but it Is was... It the one, The Journey? It's a bird one. Because I know that there's like kind of similar. a few games in that genre. It's genre, uh, Journey, Flower, and there was a third one. I think it was... Uh, let's say Ab Abzu. Abzu. I don't know if that's it. 
Yeah, the journey game. That might be the one. Is that one with a bird, or is it? It's kind of like a little floating guy with a star. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's not the one. There is like one where you're a bird and you fly around an island and they're really falcon VR. Are no, like who's chiller? Um, bird game plus. It might just be called Bird Game. Hmm. Is it Bird Game? No, that's a different game. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, in the springtime, I just kind of feel like you should enjoy the environment. And that's what I think about um, in games. And they have kind of a lot of those non-games that do that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, mine is a popular one right now that's kind of a non-game-ish. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Yeah. It seemed yeah. like the very obvious spring game. A lot of people are playing it right now in the spring because we're all stuck indoors. It's a very spring oriented game where it's all mostly outside and doing kind of outside work. And yeah. Fishing. Like flowers. Yeah. Talking with your residents who some of you, I like some of them, not like all of them. Yeah, you can get him to leave eventually. I yeah. I feel guilty about getting him to leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you can only have ten people, so... You know, overcrowding resources. You can start kicking people out. I think I have six currently. Nice. Got Jay. Yeah, well, that... Yeah, who do you have, Jay? I've, Is he a blue Jay? He's a blue Jay. He's like a... He's, he really likes lifting. That's his thing. I've got a horse. I think he's a French horse named Colton. Nice. I've got a red dog named Cherry. It kind of annoys me a little bit. I've got a deer named Bo, who I think is cool. And I like him. Uh, I just got a kangaroo that I can't cool. remember her name. A bunny named Dottie. I think there's some other people. <laughs> I can't remember. Have you got Isabel yet? Yes, I, I do have Isabel yeah. and Blathers. Yeah. Oh, that museum's so pretty. I like it. But yeah. Yeah, I have I have eight or nine villagers, I think. But then yeah, I well, I got the game, and I was like, yeah, I'm on a deserted island all by myself. Got this whole island to myself, and then Nook is just like, keep inviting people, keep more people, more people. I'm like, no, that's not the point. Like, I was getting away. Yeah, it is kind of like, I feel like the island's like a little bit too small for all the houses you put there. Yeah, I realized I need to start putting houses closer together. Like clusters. Yeah, mine are all spread out all over the island. It's like, don't want you near my house, man. Yeah, no, you're never gonna make it if you. I, well, it depends if you build a lot. I build a nice park and stuff. And I don't know. You got any nice furniture stuff outside? Uh. Yeah, it's just thrown everywhere on the lawn. It doesn't look nice <laughs> at all. It's just, I, like, pretty much when I get something, if I don't, sometimes they give me, like, cardboard boxes, 
And I'm just oh, like, yeah, I, I sell those. Yeah. Those. yeah. But a lot of yeah. stuff I'm just like, here, like I'll put a chair outside. It's not anywhere near a table. And it's like a dining room chair. I'm just like, here, it's outside. <laughs> no. You have, do you have storage in your house? Yeah, but I'm kind of like, I'm starting to run out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to keep upgrading. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I built a nice, like, zen garden outside, because a bunch of my houses look like Chinese architecture, so I guess I'm making a Chinatown and putting it around the zen garden. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's so expensive to move the houses once they've already been built, and you don't know if it's going to be a Chinese, like, architecture house when you build it. Is it influenced by the other stuff outside? Because when you make bridges and stuff... They're kind of like of a certain style, I think. Um, well, I think eventually you can choose what kind of bridge you want to make. Yeah, like, I mean that's what I mean. Like if you choose to put oh, like a like an yeah. Asian looking bridge outside, would it be an Asian looking house? I don't know. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet. I think I just had like classic fencing, and I still got it. An Asian house. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I've just got like one bridge and I haven't put up any fencing. I've got solid so oh, yeah. I got a lot of fencing. I'm all about the fencing. Yeah. That's my game. And yeah. even though I'm not really enjoying it as much as other people <laughs> are. It the cycle, it just gets me addicted. It's like, oh I gotta log in every day to keep this like the chain going or whatever. Yeah. I haven't even felt compelled to do that. I'm just kind of like, yeah. uh, I missed one day. That was it. I've been playing way more Graveyard Keeper, which is not what I think of as a spring game. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it good, though? I do enjoy it. It's, I yeah. find it way more satisfying than Animal Crossing. I thought about it. Yeah. I mean, now's the time to play that shit like that. Right, right. But it does have like an end goal. Like it isn't exactly like starting, but like there's an end game to it. Everyone like, dies. Uh, <laughs> well, your part of the plot is that you um, you're transported to another land. I, th I believe the ending has to do with you going back. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Interesting. Alright. Yeah, that's all I have. That's all we have for the lists. Yeah. Doing anime B. Uh, yep, anime B. Uh yeah. Uh Jeff had a suggestion for me this week to try to pull me further into the anime world, and this one was Amagi Brilliant Park. Uh and uh uh, uh 13 episode series and I think there's a special after uh, but it is a oh jeez keep trying to talk while I get my notes up good segue uh, <laughs> look at the sky it's a magical hour that's what I wanted to say because that's how this theme song starts out it's a nice bubbly theme song this is a show about uh, lonely teenage boy who's pretty good at everything but having friends and he and the 
show starts with him being held at gunpoint in his classroom by a new girl um, and for asking him out on a date to go to Amagi Brilliant Park. And so he ends up going to Amagi Brilliant Park. It's this crappy, torn-down theme park. Uh, well, no, it's not torn down, but it's operating. But it's just, it should be torn down because it's garbage. The fountain has no water. It's, the signs are disgusting. It's a throw <laughs> reference here. <laughs> I don't know, I can't disparage this. What if they want to? It's to a certain county's uh, animal kingdom <laughs> around uh, where we grew up. Uh, it's this crappy amusement park that they're just running. Um, and he kind of wonders why he's been brought here on this date, this girl, uh, Sento, Sento Suzuki, and it, his name is Kanye, um, not Kanye, Kanye, <laughs> and he, he's, but he's as full of himself as Kanye is, uh, but yeah, she has brought him to become the manager, and it turns out, this is my favorite part of this, is that this theme parks in this show are run by magical creatures who, like, come from a magical world and they use the happiness of people that come to the theme park to, like, siphon as their life force. And it's just great. It's great world park, world theme park building. Uh, it's just a good reason to have theme parks, I guess. I'm... Uh, I chose this, you gave me like a couple options, and I chose this one because I, I do like theme parks. We grew up around a couple, not great ones, but we had like a water park and a a theme park. We weren't terrible. Sure, um, fun town's nice. Yeah. It's okay. And Yeah, but it's not like any Disney World or oh, Cedar well, Point yeah, or anything. Yeah, it's a like regional but yeah. theme park, you know. Yeah. Uh, have, did you ever go to Storyland? Oh, sure. As a kid? I never went as a kid, and then I went out as an adult, and I was like, this is kind of junk. But I was an adult also, so... I don't know, some parts were okay. Was that the one that's all indoors? I can't remember. There's one I remember going to birthday parties to that was, like, all indoors, and it would change uh, themes depending on the season. Do you remember that one? Was it Jokers? No, it was, it was just, like, mainly Hot used shots. for... Not maybe, I can't it's called but i remember going there because one of my friends had like a fall birthday party and it was all halloween themed i remember it being cool and then i had a birthday party there and it was all christmas themed and it was super lame mm-hmm. and i was so bummed out i remember that. was it close by us was it dz discovery zone maybe it was that did I- it have like the roller or there was a slide that had like rollers it wasn't a slide probably yeah it's been a long time so i think about it every once in a while i'm like oh yeah i remember wanting to go there and then going there and it was so i was so like embarrassed because it was like it was all like kind of cutesy christmas stuff that was just mm-hmm. like oh, this is a bummer <laughs> yeah I don't know. But yeah, I loved themed. I love theme entertainment. I went to Disney World a lot, so um, I listened to a, a podcast about theme parks, so I was totally into this. And it's all about <laughs> a magical world where they have to get people to come. And I just like, um, like on their first date, or date, it's apparently a recruitment for, to get him to 
for Kanye to be the manager. Um, but uh, Sento keeps, like, every time they go on a ride, there's, like, just kind of the ride and her, like, staring at it. It's kind of like a travel channel documentary style. Like, this is the... She's very, like, monotone and flat and... Um, her just like describing the ride like objectively and just reminded me a lot of those like Disney specials on the travel channel I used to watch yeah um do you, do you meet the at some point they unveil a weird character who lives in the not just like you meet all the theme characters who are all like right. they're all he's like are you a guy in a suit like you think that they might be people in suits and you find out they're like magical animals yeah they're actually creatures from maple land yeah um did you meet the princess (laughs) uh yeah the like the ruler of everything yeah yeah and then yeah because she makes out with him in the first episode to give kanye magical powers (laughs) she kisses him yeah that's how he learns to read minds, which the mind reading hasn't come into play a lot. I don't understand why he needed to read minds. Um, does it come into play at some point? <laughs> um, at all? I don't recall it ever really being that important. <laughs> but Weird. I, I don't know. I I remember watch. I watched. I watched all of it. And it's kind of like. Eh. Really? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't, it's not like anything groundbreaking, I no. think, but I think it just, uh, the whole plot of it really gets me in. It's kind of like that fantastical world. I used to have, like, fantasies of this when I was a kid, like, that theme parks would come alive when, like, people weren't there and stuff, so. Sure. it's in, And that, and that like, they explain that this isn't the only, like, a lot of theme parks are actually, there's a bunch of terminology they use. It's like a, I can't remember the name, like an Argon or something, I don't know. Um, but they're like a bunch of theme parks are magical worlds with magical beings living there. Oh. Uh, I like they have like a backstage aspect where like <laughs> the fluffy characters are like going and having beers every night and like smoking and stuff and like actually super crude behind the scenes, which is funny. Um, uh, it becomes like a weird, uh, dictatorship thing though at some point just the way they start dressing as the managers i feel like it's got some weird throws to dictatorship yeah he looks like uh like fidel castro or something like that yeah yeah lots of like ribbons and medals and stuff on his uniform and he's like standing above everyone like pointing and like saluting like that so it's it's kind of weird but Oh, I liked it. Uh, I I think I will watch more. Have you watched the special too? Uh, no, I've seen the the whole series, but I haven't watched that. Yet. Don't know. If yeah, I, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. They only have it subbed. They don't have a dub special. I was looking at all of them. Yeah, you've been watching the dub. I watched. I did both. Okay. Just to see, pretty pretty similar. Yeah, it's not a bad dub. No. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like crazy animation. There's some points where there's like some action when the the mascots are beating each other up. But um, yeah, 
Yeah, and a yes. And a yes for cool. me on a Moggy Brilliant Park, especially if it's only 13 episodes. I can probably finish it. Yeah. I'm surprised because this one was, I remember being kind of watching it myself and being like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really sure if you'd like it. I know you like theme parks, but I'm like, maybe you'll hate it. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think it's definitely the theme park thing that gets to me. You probably have to be a theme park person <laughs> to enjoy the show. Yeah, I think so. Especially because, like, in the beginning where they're, like, taking the bus ride and stuff, um, Sento and Kanye, to their first date. And she's, like, explaining all, like, the terminology. Like, these people are called cast members. These are face characters. Like, I know all that stuff. So, I like, I thought it was pretty funny that, she, like, because I know when I say stuff like that, people probably have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. I did see that there is a, I think I've mentioned this, there's a uh, Animal Crossing anime now. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I kind of thought about that, too. I was like, this is a park with, like, animal people living here. Yeah. Animal people and one human. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, are there any others? Well, I guess the other villagers, you can invite people. Jir Island. Sure. Sure. But, alright. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Went through pretty quickly, which is fine. (laughs) I did, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so if you want to, you can listen to any of our old episodes at wholegdshow.podbean.com or look at the facebook.com which has wholegdshow and they're probably all posted there too. Twitter, or at wholegdshow on our Twitter. Uh, Caleb O'Ryan does our music. Find him on Spotify and streaming services. Find us on Spotify. Rate us on Spotify. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us on any podcast app you have. Uh, tell a friend. Where can people find you, Jeff? Uh, I'm on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, at Rewrite Joe Shaw, uh, doing art and jokes and whatnot. I occasionally work the whole GD show on Twitter also. Just making yes. dumb jokes and updates and whatnot. Nice. That's it. Yeah, we'll catch you GD listeners in the next GD episode. Goodbye. Later.